Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much for listening to my podcasts and story compilations. I'd also love to engage with you on my other platforms. I do live multi-streams usually Sunday nights starting at 9 p.m. Central on YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, and now Facebook. I also do live streams every Wednesday on TikTok starting at 3 p.m. Central. And you can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and at dusty-thunder.com where you can submit your own story, shop swag, even support our Mission Protect the Cake initiative. If you're not subscribed on YouTube yet, I highly recommend it because we post multiple stories there every day. We've rolled out a membership program with exclusive content and we'll be doing even more in 2024. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the stories and may your days stay astronaut free. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Coming up, we have stories about uncooperative aunts or aunts, depending on however you want to say it. Toxic mother-in-laws, bad blood with coworkers and friends, feuding siblings, angry exes, broken porch swings, and of course, pie stories, cake stories, and spicy stories galore. Stay tuned. Our first story of the day is this. Will I be the astronaut if I throw away slash return my child's birthday gift to the aunt that brings it? That's right. I said aunt because I'm being bougie. I, female 32, am preparing to throw my child their birthday party. I go all out every year with themes of my kids' favorite show slash movie of the time. I make decor and treats that are on theme with the event, and everyone we know is always invited with the idea that gifts are not needed to bring. We just wish to spend time with the family to celebrate my children. With that being said, most people do bring something small anyways as a show of good faith, and we have never had issues with that until recently. For context, my family rescues animals. We currently have eight ferrets in our care, and no, they don't stink like people assume. Our pets are free-roaming, which means they have a very large cage. But the house is designed for them to run freely day and night like a cat would, with the house being picked up and dealt with for their safety every night. Ferrets, like most animals, love rubbery items but will rip said item apart, potentially swallowing the pieces, which can lead to severe health complications or death. Every holiday slash birthday, we always remind our family members that we do not allow rubber rings, stress balls, poppets, etc. As gifts for our kids, as years ago, a rubber ring made its way into the house via a toy gift bag, and we lost one of our rescue runts. It devastated our whole family, and we changed how we viewed our animals, leading to us starting the rescue, and we vowed to never let it happen again. Every year since this incident, however, my sister-in-law, who gave my child the gift bag of doom just mentioned, no matter how many times she is reminded, will bring gifts to our children that can harm our pets. My youngest gets excited to see these gifts, but has to end her day in tears because I have to throw away her gift once everyone leaves. She understands even at a young age that she can't keep that gift, and we always take her to pick something new out the next day. While it has worked out in the past, I have become tired of having to make my child feel bad after she opens her gifts. I am so tired of having to purchase something new for my child in the name of her aunt. Buying this new gift doesn't break the bank, but it isn't something we budget for in the week leading up to those parties. 
Please. What I am asking is if I would be the a-hole for checking my sister-in-law's gift before it hits the gift table and giving it back to her or even tossing it out in front of her if it contains any possible hazard for my pets. I know that she is currently not in the best place financially and that she is going through her own personal stressors, but I don't feel that it is fair to ignore my pet safety and my child's feelings about these doom gifts just because she is going through stuff. We have multiple birthday slash holiday parties throughout the year and each time the reminder is given and each time it is ignored. I feel I should also mention that she is currently moving in with someone who also has a ferret. So I feel that she really needs to understand the potential danger. So would I be in the wrong for doing this? And the uh, the question here is, would I be the Ascanon if I throw away or return my child's birthday gift to the aunt that brings it? Hell no. No, I mean, you created clear boundaries here. You created... You have a policy in your house and you remind her every time and she ignores it every time. You know, I think there might be a middle ground that would be worth exploring here and that would make everything easier on you. And that is to request a gift receipt. That way, at least you can go exchange the gift. You don't have to throw it away. You don't have to be out of pocket to buy something new to replace that gift. And not having to throw it away would probably be a little less traumatic for your kid as well. Um, just request a gift receipt. And then that way, if there is something that doesn't meet the parameters of the safety protocols that you have in place, then you can just go exchange it. Now, if you request that, she's probably not going to listen to it, right? Because you you remind her every year what not to do and she goes ahead and does it either because she doesn't care or doesn't realize that the thing she's getting falls under being dangerous. But she's going to learn. If she's moving in with someone who has a ferret, she's she's going to find out because hopefully they'll educate her. Um, and, and I agree. I mean, you you are understanding that she is going through her own stressors of her own. But this is something that happens over and over and over and over and over again. You shouldn't have to remind her every time you shouldn't have to throw the gift away. You shouldn't have to break your kid's heart. The gift receipt would be an option that would that would hedge against a lot of that. If you think she would take offense to you checking the gift ahead of time, then letting her know that you're going to check it just to make sure because you've been trained to expect her to not follow directions and you've been trained because of her behavior. She can't get pissed off about that. She might still, but she shouldn't. She's proven herself unwilling or unable to follow those directions. I do think the gift receipt is worth the request most people would be happy to provide that it's not that big of a deal but then you can exchange it if there's a problem i think the problem here is that you've got someone who doesn't listen so if you request the gift receipt or you request gift cards you request whatever she's probably not going to listen and that sucks but uh, you're not going to be an astronaut at all for checking it ahead of time i would be super tired of feeling like the bad guy and making my kid disappointed because someone else didn't follow instructions. And again, I think everything falls back to, you know, you can request, but there have been rules created already. This is just someone who doesn't follow them. You know, she's tried to prevent her kid half from having to go through this in the first place, but you have an aunt who won't listen. And that's, that's the big problem here. Uh, if you've got someone who won't listen then a gift receipt or warnings or letting her know that you're going to check the gift ahead of time, if she doesn't listen, then it doesn't matter. You're not the asshole no matter what you do here because she's not going to listen to it. She might take offense to you checking the gift. She might take offense to you requesting a gift receipt. She might take offense to anything that you do, but it doesn't matter because you created boundaries and she's ignored them. So it's follow the rules or don't show up.
That's it. The other side of this is, depending on how old the kids are, if the ferrets actually like tear apart the rubber thing and and expose small items that are inside that are a potential choking hazard for small kids, then there are multiple concerns across here. NTA in my book here, and and I do think the gift receipt is a potential olive branch bridge that isn't maybe as abrasive as telling her that you're going to be checking everything. Just just ask for the gift receipt, but you're not an asshole for checking it ahead of time, though. This is a follower-submitted story, so Opie, if you're in chat and you want to claim it, you know what to do. This is, am I the ass cannot for yelling at my husband? I, 28 female, yelled at my husband, 36 male, for finishing the apple pie that I made this last Sunday. Little bit of a backstory, my husband's boss had given him a bag of apples since he had gone to an orchard last weekend, and I told my husband, let's call him Craig, that I would make Craig's boss a pie for him and his family. I make pies from scratch. They are super delicious and they turn out great. So last Sunday, I spent three to four hours making this pie. I did lattice work on the pie crust and ensured that it looked and tasted amazing. I ended up having a leftover pie crust dough and made a smaller pie for my husband and I to have. Pie was small, as in maybe four pieces total, but still delicious. Mind you, while baking, I was a little elevated, if you know what I mean. And my husband teased me to not eat any of the pie that I had made us, due to being elevated. Fast forward to today. I had been traveling for work Thursday night, all day Friday and Saturday, and got home Saturday afternoon. Sunday, a week later from Mini Pie's inception, I go to look in our refrigerator to discover the pie is gone. Craig had eaten all four slices of the pie that I had made, and I lost it. I was pretty worked up due to the fact that I slaved for hours the previous Sunday, making delicious pies for everyone else but me, and come to find out, my husband devoured the whole thing while I was gone, and I didn't even get to have any. Craig argued and said, it would have been old, so that's why he finished it. But I know that while I was gone for work Thursday night and Friday night, he also admitted to getting elevated. So am I the astronaut for yelling at my husband because he ate all of the pie that I made? I think we need reinforcements for input on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring her in. Ladies and gentlemen. Candy hard to know when to, when to you're good on. once your face is there you can absolutely start rocking and rolling with your responses here it's candy thunder ladies and gentlemen and now now all the pomp and circumstance without without harming her ears so i one let's thank op for introducing us to the word elevated elevated yeah i don't think i've ever heard that used but also uh, i think you're the asshole in this situation a week old pie tony said the statute of limitations were up and I agree with him. Yeah. So what what is the what is the hold um, time on like food that you put in the fridge if it's community food? Like it's supposed to be for both of you. But if it's something yeah. that you make, does that elongate mm. the the period of time where you should have some kind of claim on it? No. I mean, it's it's a week old. Like that's that's a long time to let a pie sit in the fridge. It is. So I feel like he it was there and he ate it. Like if she wanted it, she had Monday through Thursday to eat this pie and she didn't eat it. So her husband was like, I'm elevated. I'm going to eat some pie. And he did. <laughs> she so, should be. That's a compliment. OP. I, I understand being upset and right. and wanting to. But if you 
I feel like in this case, enough time had passed to where if you had wanted to make sure that one of those pie, one of those slices was ready for you when you got back, you needed to verbally claim it or put a sticky note on it or something and say, this is reserved for me. Please don't eat it all. And probably do all of those things as a reminder. I think if it was if it was us and there was piece there was like a pie in the fridge and I really wanted a piece of that pie, I would take it out and put it in a container and write my name on it and be like my pie. Ava would. Ava <laughs> for sure would. Ava, no, she's mine. She knows. She's very protective right. of things that she wants to make sure are left <laughs> right. for her. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. You know, if there was one piece of, of like four layer dessert that comes to mind because yes. we're, we're getting into that season. If there was one piece of that left and you, and you had been like gone or busy for a few days and I happened to be at home and I happened to see it and it spoke to me, you know, if I looked at the four layer dessert and it was like, bow, 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 I've been really trying, baby. if it was just that time, if the time was right, you know what I mean? Uh, I can see you walking in the door. Me with the empty container. This has happened with dirt cake, and I'm not lying. Me with the empty he container, has finished it spoon off. in my hand. I am powerless against dirt cake. And it cake. was like I was genuinely disappointed, but again, it had been in the fridge for so long that it was it was fair game. But I was genuinely disappointed that there was none left. He's got like a dirt cake mustache, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm really upset about it. I'm not even sorry. It was so good. Yeah, he's like Joey. So. It was so, <laughs> when so he takes I'm the not even, not even sorry. No, but I would also wait, you know, X amount of time before before like, being he, like, all right, screw it. He didn't it. wait. He just I, ate it. You get like three opportunities to open and close the fridge That's door. True. And That's and true. if you've done that and the dirt cake is still there, I'm sorry. It's fair game. <laughs> it's like you've turned it down three times by that point. And you're uh, like, I was making Navy lunch by opening the fridge. the fridge. That's what we have, too. And that was all within 15 minutes. Those don't count as three fridge openings and closing. Hey, I don't make the rules. This story is, am I the astronaut for calling my mother-in-law toxic and a narcissist? I, 29 female, and my husband, 28 male, have been together for three years. Everything with his mother-in-law was great until I fell pregnant last year in May. Fell pregnant? Makes it sound like an illness. It started with constantly calling me during our midwife and scans. I had to have my phone on as my partner couldn't be there, so I'd FaceTime or call him. She tried to get me to move into her family's house as I live five hours away in her world. And it was what's best for me and the baby to get all the support as my partner lives and works two hours away, even though I live 20 minutes away from all my family. She constantly nagged me to move near her or in with her. It came to Christmas and she and father-in-law came to our house. Everything went well until we went out for dinner and she proceeded to talk about my husband's ex-fiance and wondered how she was doing and if she sold the ring he gave her, etc. And that our baby was hers and it's 25% her DNA so she can call her her baby. What? What the? Okay. Yeah, we're going to red flag that and and we're going to red flag that again because what? We ended up leaving and my mother-in-law was pissed. I was upset and said, we've made her feel so uncomfortable and we didn't make her feel welcome. A week before I gave birth, I sent her a text just a reminder that we're not having visitors for two weeks so we can enjoy our time together and so I can recover. She sent my partner a voice note not even five minutes after I sent that telling my partner that I needed to respect that this is her grandchild and she will be at the birth and that I needed to respect her decision and that those two weeks together aren't special. Oh, lady. 
Oh, lady, 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 lady. It's like I'm getting, I'm stretching, I'm getting myself ready for a, a knockdown drag out between OP and mother-in-law here. Long story short, she and father-in-law came up when the baby was two weeks old and mother-in-law asked to come up two weeks later after my husband had gone back to work, but all three of us caught COVID. So I told her that she and her daughters couldn't visit. And her response was, the girls will be so disappointed. We stopped speaking for months because my mental health declined because of her and she's tried to worm her way in recently. Last weekend, she told my partner I was toxic and narcissistic and stopped him from speaking to her. I've told my partner whatever relationship he wants with his mom is up to him, but I don't want anything to do with her as she's lost that right. She sent me a text being all nice after she got off the phone to my partner, slagging me off, so I basically told her that I wouldn't have thought it was sincere if she didn't say what she said, and she's been the problem all along, not me. She's been toxic and narcissistic, and I'm dumbfounded she thinks that I am. Am I the ass cannot? No. Hell no. Hell no here. Uh, this, is, this is one of those instances where mommy wants control. Mommy wants to maintain control. And because her child helped produce something, i.e. your child, uh, that means that she has a claim to it and she gets to make decisions and she has control. Nope. Sorry, mummy. That's not how any of this works. Don't like it. Go talk to a lawyer and see what they say. They're going to tell you the same thing. That's not how this works. You don't get to disagree with mom and be like, oh, I will be there. Oh, those two weeks that you're saying you're not having visitors for? No, you don't get to decide that. I get to decide that. Uh, no, you don't, mummy. Um, your son, i.e. my husband, speaking from OP's point of view now, obviously, uh, that's your child. And a long time ago, you got to make decisions when it came to him. But then he became a big boy and he entered into a relationship, a marriage, made a child of his own. And you don't get to control things anymore. You just don't. So, so anger, pain creates change, right? So, so that anger is enough, hopefully enough pain for him to create some change. He can create boundaries with her. I don't know how familiar he is with doing that previously. I don't know if he's ever hit this point in his life or in, in his relationship with his mom, where he had to set a hard boundary and be like, uh, you, you shall not pass. Um, he, he's, he may have to go Gandalf on this and, uh, and really create a firm boundary here that says you don't get to say this kind of shit or you don't get to have a relationship with me or my child. You don't get to act like this or you don't get to have a relationship with me or our child. You've already burned the bridge that would allow you to have a relationship with my partner. Now it's a relationship with me that's at risk. Do you really want to go there? He may have to do that. Do you think he would ever do that? If you create a boundary and it's stomped upon, what happens? A boundary is really only a boundary if, if there's some kind of reaction whenever it gets crossed. There has to be some kind of, I'm not going to say punishment, but punishment. There has to be something that happens whenever she crosses it. If it's a, I, I'm going to block your number for 30 days every time every time you cross this boundary. Or, or uh, every time you do this, this one thing gets taken away. There has to be some kind of negative effect that happens whenever she crosses these boundaries. Or she's got no reason to stop. You see what I mean? She's got no, there is no punishment. There's no hot stove. She can just keep touching it. It's like an electric fence with the dog, but the, but the electricity's not turned on. Like it's not that I would ever condone that. You know what I mean? You're absolutely NTA for calling her 
toxic and a narcissist because she is. But at this point, that's not going to stop you from from feeling the pain that you're feeling. There has to be some kind of change. And for you, it feels like it's going to have to be the follow through. It's got to be follow through with the consequence and you and your partner are going to have to come together on the same page and decide to be firm on that and have a plan that you are both following to a T and that consequence has to be followed through. And it is either going to block her number for X amount of time or explain to her that you're going no contact for X amount of time, period, no physical, no phone contact, no nothing, but something has to happen. The consequence has to be followed and it's going to have to be firm enough to create pain that would create change on her end. It has to be something that matters to her or you're going to go through this for the rest of your life. At some point, it's got to be firm enough to create pain. So what matters to her? Is it the relationship with your partner? And if so, put it on hold. See how she survives for 30 days without being able to talk to your partner. You may have to do some experimentation with, uh, with creating pain there. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Dreams are curious things. They have the power to inspire, to manipulate, and to kill. Set in 1910 Germany, Adolf is a piano builder who hasn't spoken since he was a boy. His dreams compel him to build a mystical piano that will help him speak again. His mother appears in his dreams to guide him, but there's a cost on this journey. Meanwhile, the piano is unlike any that Mr. Becker, factory manager at Steinberg Pianos, has ever seen. He believes that it will change the entire piano industry. And while it may be the key to everything that both Mr. Becker and Adolf want, it's also an unwitting weapon of darkness. Will Adolf find a way to derail the dark plans that have been set in motion? Find out by reading the book Piano Man by Dusty Thunder. Available on Amazon in paperback, hardcover, and soon as an audiobook on Audible. This one is, am I the astronaut for taking my best friend on a trip that I was meant to take my ex on for his birthday? Hello guys, I was hoping you could direct my moral compass. My ex and I split up a little over a month ago. We were together for nine years and we have two kids together. He was selfish, always went out whatever he wanted and went on two solo trips this summer while I was at home with our kids trying to juggle work five days a week, running my own business and school drop-offs, etc. Hence the breakup. Oof. We'll go ahead and start this off right there. I had gotten him tickets to his favorite band, paid for our travel and accommodation for his birthday in December of 2022. The trip is on November 1st, 2023. When we broke up, he went on a holiday with his friend for five days. During this time, I was feeling quite annoyed, so I asked my best friend, did she want to come with me on this birthday trip? She delightfully accepted because we get a night away without our kids. He texts me today to ask for the trip details so he can take his friend, which I had suggested before he went on the holiday, to which I replied, I'm taking my best friend. Am I the Askinaut? I started to feel bad about it, seeing as it was his birthday gift, but on the other hand, he's always done what he wants and went away on trips without me while I've been pregnant with both kids. Hold up. Have we heard from, from OP yet in here? I think I've got to, I've got to like go back and try to clarify some things. Okay. So... Let me, let me try to get the details straight. OP and X split up a little over a month ago. 
They were together for nine years, have two kids together. When was this gifted? I had gotten him tickets to see his favorite band, paid for our travel and accommodation for his birthday in December. Okay. Okay. So this was a gift that was given in December of 22. And now he's like, uh, hey, I still get to do this because it was the gift that you gave to me. And she's like, nah, uh, I'm, I'm reneging on that. I'm going to take it back. And I'm going to take my friend instead. How do you guys feel about this? Yeah, the, the gift was presented, I'm sure, with uh, like, yeah, here's the tickets or here's the details for whatever it is in December. And uh, they broke up a month ago before the trip actually happens. So is it once you give a gift, it's it's given and you don't get to take it back, even though the delivery or the execution of that gift has not happened yet? Or do you have the opportunity to take it back? Miss Helene, she paid for it. Doesn't mean she gifted it to him. Well, here's here's what confuses me, though. And here's where I want to make sure I'm being careful about it. Um, she said, I had gotten him tickets to his favorite band, paid for our travel and accommodation for his birthday in December of 22. But the trip is November 1st, 2023. She got him tickets for the band in December. So it was, it was a gift. That's what is ending up happening. I mean, you could definitely take it back because you haven't delivered on it no matter what. I, I don't think it's a question of can you or can't you. I think it's a question of are you an astronaut if you do take it back? It was their trip. I believe. Yeah. So they were going to go together. They were going to go together. And his assumption now is, oh, he still gets to, to do it because it was a gift given to him. And he's going to take his friend. And OP is like, no, I'm going to take my friend. You don't get any of this now. The general consensus here is no, no, you're not. I'm sure that he is going to feel differently, but <laughs> do what you want here because you have been wronged so many freaking times by this dude who has just taken off and left you to deal with everything. So you can consider this a penance. You can consider it whatever you want. You're not the asshole for not delivering on that. He's going to try to convince you that you are. That's for damn sure. I think what we know about him to this point and him already asking for the details because he was going to take his friend tells you what you need to know there. He's going to try to spin this into you being a huge asshole and you can't take that back because you already gave it to him for his birthday. That's the narrative that's going to come through here. He has just decided to go take numerous trips on his own and left you to deal with everything. So that can be your, your, your uh, ammo if you need it which you don't but if you do if you feel like you need to say something to justify your keeping it be like you know what uh the 30 trips that you took and left me alone with the kids and handling everything else you consider that your gift your parting gift nta here he's gonna try to convince you otherwise though and just be ready for it be ready for it and cite whatever you need to cite or you don't have to give an explanation at all but he's gonna lay it on thick if you go on this trip and you record it and send him a recording of his favorite band, you would definitely get this award. You get the, the petty confetti. Uh, oh, look, shiny says a gift is a gift. And I think that's the narrative that you're going to get from him. You're going to, you're going to get, you gifted it to me. It belongs to me now, but, but it hasn't been executed on. And I think that's where the gray area here is. And because OP had been wronged so many times in the interim here, taking this one thing back, which only half of it was technically his in the first place, right? Because they were going to go on it together. Taking it back is, uh, is beyond justified. Uh, if he wanted to be able to go to this show, shouldn't have been an asshat. Yeah, you, you've already accommodated above and beyond here. So uh, tell him to pan, pound sand, or if he wants them that bad, you could sell it to him at a, uh, a discounted scalping rate. Thank <laughs> you.
title of this story is, I repeatedly put my boyfriend through anonymous tests and last night he caught me. I, female 21, am dating my boyfriend, male 20. Or was. I don't know. I know I'm going to get called crazy and insecure for this, and I get it, but I test my boyfriend anonymously to see if he's worth keeping. I love him, and I don't want to find out when we're deep into our relationship that he's a bad person. So I will sometimes put him to the test through Snapchat and Instagram and Discord because he's a gamer. At least twice a month, I'll make a fake profile on Snapchat or Instagram and use photos of random girls to test my boyfriend's loyalty and or see if he has a type. I know it's wrong. I'll add him or DM him and write him flirty messages and ask him if he remembers me from high school. At first, he used to respond more often, just shit like, no, who are you, and stuff. But lately, he stopped adding these girls back and responding to them at all. Yesterday, my boyfriend was kind of cold with me, and despite asking several times, he refused to tell me if anything was wrong. My boyfriend is in a Discord server for a game he plays. I know he's in this server because I've used his computer and phone, seen that he's in it, and regularly gets notifications for it and talks in it. My boyfriend didn't know this, but I have a Discord account, and I have joined the server. I just wanted to see what kinds of things he was talking about in there and who he was talking to. Last night, I opened the server through the account on my phone and searched up his username so I could see what recent messages he'd sent. There was one from sometime around mid-afternoon saying that he was having a shit day. This was shocking to me because he denied there being anything wrong. So I put my fake account to use for the first time and DM'd him pretending to be a guy asking if he was okay and needed to talk. Eventually, he replied with a short answer saying he'd be fine and thanks for asking. I said okay and asked jokingly if it was girl trouble since I wanted to see if he'd confirm it or mention me. To my shock, he said, good guess, LMAO. I said, been there, what's up? to which he did not respond. About 15 minutes later, I was getting restless and I made another account. I messaged him through that account saying I was having a shit day too and said my girlfriend was fighting with me to see what he'd say. No response. He calls me four minutes later and tells me to cut the BS and that he knows it's me, that he's not stupid and is sick and tired of my detective work and caught on to it a long time ago. This gets us into a huge fight where he tells me to find another relationship to be insecure in. I'm crying, begging him not to leave me and saying I'm sorry over and over, but he won't listen. He says he needs a break and hangs up. I've sent him 12 messages today between iMessage and Snapchat and even Instagram, and I've called him twice. No answer. Okay. Okay. Slow down there. Now I'm having anxiety attacks and I feel like I can't breathe. I know I was probably wrong for this, but I just feel like he makes it hard for me to know him and I have to resort to these things. Oh, that's bullshit. This explanation at the end, I just feel like he makes it hard for me to know him and I have to resort to these things. Nope, 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 nope. This is some severe insecurity and trust issues and you, OP, are being completely dishonest with him. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like you are lying to see if someone's telling the truth. Do you not see the hypocrisy in this? How is he ever supposed to trust you? How are you ever going to trust anybody if you're constantly testing them and lying to test them? It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. And this is a terrible thing to put someone through in the fact that he caught on a long time ago and had just either played along or just ignored these things as he went and let you continue down this path. Like, yeah, maybe that was him trying to cope with it and trying to figure out like how the hell to deal with it or if it was worth dealing with and finally just got fed up enough to be like, no, this stop. And as expected, whenever you got exposed here, using your skill set sent 
a thousand different messages on a hundred different platforms and now you're you're hyperventilating and feeling like you're having a panic attack for it. Yeah, this is this is not a good look. This is not how you treat someone that you care about, that you love. You don't constantly test them. That is not how you treat someone you love. And putting someone through that all the time and lying to them to see if they're lying. Yeah, this is a hypocritical ask on one thing to do, yo. Not okay. This is not how you treat people. And if you are this insecure, you need to spend a good deal of time alone to get comfortable and happy with yourself before you put this amount of pressure on someone else. We talk about this a lot, but being able to find yourself in a spot where you don't need someone else, you clearly do, by the way, OP, you need someone. It doesn't necessarily have to be him, but you need someone there. But you're also going to lie and test them every step along the way. You're going to mistreat them, and that's garbage. You have to get to a place where you are okay with you before you can ever be okay with someone else. But right now, you're an ASCON 1. Better fix that shit. Okay, here we go. This story is a follower submission. It is a cake reward story, and it is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Making a Butt Cake for My Nephew? That's butt, B-U-T-T cake, not bunt, butt cake. I, 38 female, make cakes as a side gig. I'm a teacher by day, but baking is a passion of mine, so I take two or three cake orders per month from friends and family who want a cake for one reason or another. I've done this for several years, so many of my friends and family call me for every occasion. My sister-in-law recently asked me to bake a cake for her nephew's fourth birthday, and of course I agreed. It was a Ninja Turtle-themed party, so the two of us brainstormed several fun turtle cake ideas, but she ultimately left the design up to me. Later that afternoon, I asked my nephew what kind of cake he wanted for his birthday, expecting an answer in the form of flavor. But being a four-year-old boy, his answer was that he wanted a butt cake. Cool. So I asked him again later on, and again, he said a butt cake. <laughs> what cartoons is this kid watching? As the party date approached, I made a point to call them and ask to speak directly with my nephew and ask him again what kind of cake he wanted for his birthday. I was careful to explain that he'd be getting a cake that looked like a Ninja Turtle, but I needed to know what flavor he wanted it to be. Again, though, he insisted that he have a butt cake for his birthday. Now, I'm not usually one to deliver a cake that is not exactly as ordered, but I also love a good challenge, and really, I think the birthday boy should be the one who decides what kind of cake he gets anyway, so I made the boy a butt cake. Now are we talking about flavor or shape? Confused. I had a feeling that if I told my sister-in-law what I was doing ahead of time, she would veto the butt cake and force my nephew to settle for the turtle cake instead, so I didn't say a word. I just showed up the day of the party with a perfectly perky, bootylicious butt cake. It was glorious. Two supple cheeks, one chocolate, and one apple. Get it? Apple bottom? With a silky caramel buttercream icing. To say my nephew loved it would be an understatement. He was ecstatic. He squealed and giggled and was jumping up and down. I know deep down that he was just testing me to see if I'd pull through for him, giving him something silly just because he'd asked for it. Well, I'm here for you, buddy. Auntie's got you. His mom, my sister-in-law, on the other hand, was not happy. She was actually pretty pissed. 
She said that it was inappropriate that her parents and grandparents would be at the party and would not appreciate this level of vulgarity, especially with it being a four-year-old's party. She said she was embarrassed and refused to let anyone actually see the whole cake. We just cut it in the back and served it already sliced. She didn't talk to me for the entire party and hasn't spoken to me much since. It's been about three weeks now, and I have apologized to her several times. Am I the astronaut for giving my nephew the epic butt cake that he asked for? This is a follower's submitted story. I mean, I feel like kids decide on crazy things, right? And and yes, yes, you want to give him some say in what his cake is going to end up being. But there's also a point of, of something being ludicrous to the point of, okay, well, I can't do that. I can't do something crazy here. Like give you a booty cake in front of an entire family with parents and grandparents and that kind of stuff involved. I mean, it just isn't the smart choice letting a child choose those kinds of things. And again, you were trying to go after you were trying to ask him what kind of flavor he wanted and he kept responding butt cake, which is where the whole is this flavor or appearance thing came from. You were trying to get the flavor out of him and he he kept pushing for this, but he's four. He doesn't know the ramifications of what he's saying here. He doesn't know the ramifications of you actually showing up with that so you feel like you should have known better you did know better there was a lot of risk involved with following through with this and uh and you're not the astronaut to him but you are to a lot of people there so it will be a funny story whenever he's older but think about think about being the parent in this role and somebody showing up with a booty cake for your four-year-old kid i'd be embarrassed too and i'd be like oh what am i supposed to do um, actually, our family is all pretty fun and understanding, and, and they would probably laugh about it, too. But being a parent who is, you know, going to wheel this out and sing happy birthday and want pictures of this to have for a while. I would think that this person would be an astronaut for for doing this without clarifying with me first. Kids four. Like, come on. I mean, it's definitely a four. You could. Yeah, you definitely should have. I, I think it's at least a three. It may be a two. For you definitely shouldn't have done that. Let's say should have done it differently because should have consulted with the parent first, let them know what was going on so that it wasn't a surprise, so that it wasn't a shock whenever you showed up with it. I'm at a three here. I'm sure it was funny to everybody else involved, but to the parent, like you feel ultimately responsible for everything that happens that day, right? So it's it would be hard not to view that person as an astronaut. It is funny, but man, if, if it was my kid that this had happened to, I would have been pissed. Now, a backup cake would have been a damn good idea. And if if OP had made a backup cake and shown up with that, all good. Because then you don't have to show the family the booty cake. But it ain't what happened. Okay, this is a follower submitted story. OP, if you're in chat, let us know. This one is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Hating Taylor Swift? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just already. This, <laughs> the peanut gallery over here with uh, with uh, Tony and Candy Thunder is fired up. Long story short, all of my friends and everyone I work with are completely obsessed with her and her relationships, and I simply can't stand to hear any more about it. I know I can't be alone on this, but I can't stand Taylor Swift. 
Every single day at work, she is the topic of conversation for at least 80% of the day. I have started shutting my office door and putting my headphones on so I don't have to hear about it. I only come out of my office to go to the bathroom. Everyone at work is saying or asking why I'm in such a bad mood or what's wrong with me. I've told them that I just don't want to hear another word about Taylor Swift, and until they can stop with it, they won't see me. They just tell me I'm the problem and that I need to calm down. Ooh. <laughs> I go out with my friends and the whole Uber ride dinner and the whole time at the bar. It's Taylor this and Travis that. I'm over it. Instead of going out, I've started staying home on my couch in my cardigan where I can avoid her. My friends call me a mad woman for taking it this far, but call it what you want. I'm serious when I say I cannot tolerate it anymore. I feel like if this were a movie, people would start getting up and walking out right about now. Speaking of a movie, I hear Taylor has a movie coming out. Someone please tell me why. So for now, I'm on my own. This is me trying to stay sane, locking myself away at home, avoiding my friends and coworkers and everything on the outside until this era comes to an end, if it ever does. I hope they don't blame me if there's bad blood between us forever because I've warned them that they're losing me. Am I the foolish one for taking it this far? I don't feel like I've had any other choice. Maybe someday when everything has changed, I'll look back and say that I would have, could have, should have handled this differently. But right now, I don't regret going into exile. Am I the astronaut for hating Taylor Swift? You know, for someone who hates Taylor Swift, uh, they sure included a lot of T-Swift references on here. Um, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think we have a couple of guest commenters coming over to, uh, to give some feedback here. We'll just go ahead and let them have the mic here for a moment. Uh, we've got Candy Thunder and Tony Spark, ladies and gentlemen. The chat's going so fast. Go for it. But I don't think it's good. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, Hi. First, we have to say that um, <laughs> Jesse wrote this story about me and Tony. So <laughs> we, we, as, a, as a disclaimer, yeah. yes. Um, but she did so good with yeah, the story she, that we, we thought that any, you guys would find it funny. It, yeah, she wrote it and sent it to us. <laughs> it but, was hilarious. <laughs> but to be fair, though, I feel like we have also converted Jesse into somewhat That's of a true. Swifty because yeah. she now sings the songs and likes listening to it. She even yeah. watched a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Jesse is an Ascon. No, she actually <laughs> likes Taylor now. But she actually uh, does. Yeah. We, I do feel like everyone, I think the media overexposes way too much. I mean, obviously we're very biased because we are (laughs) Swifties. We're also Chiefs fans. So the whole Travis and Taylor thing, I would say consumes most of our day every day because we have to look at, find pictures and see what's going on. And did you see that one? uh, Like we're pretty obsessed with it at the moment, but that's fine. And you know what? It's not harming you that we're obsessed with it and i think that's okay if that's what somebody likes that's what somebody likes music is art no one is playing taylor swift in your ear 24 7 forcing you to like it so if you don't like it totally fine that's fine just move on um if you do like it welcome to the club um (laughs) you don't have to be shitty about a human being just because you don't like them it doesn't matter if it's taylor whoever you don't have to be shitty about her personally just because you don't like her and like you're obviously every person in the world is not going to like your music. Every right. person in the world is not going to like hers. You're not going to like your yep. dates. You're not going to like hearing about it. And that's okay. But I think what people have to understand too is that Taylor and Travis aren't calling NBC and saying, mm-hmm. hey, cut to Taylor every time Travis does something <laughs> or here, make all these, <laughs> make, <me>. make <laughs> an intro with these ridiculous puns. Those networks and the TV stations and the news, every where you click, they're doing that because people are clicking it and they're making money off of Travis and Taylor. Last I saw, there's no right. interviews with Taylor about Travis and Travis talks about her a little bit on the podcast, but nothing crazy. And if you don't like Taylor, then that's fine. Turn the channel. Nobody's you making you watch it. 
is what it is. Just be a decent but, human but, being. But hats off to Jesse for incorporating yeah. so many Taylor Swift yes. songs and uh, lyrics and song titles into that. All right, guys. We're giving it We can change the subject now so everybody everybody who's upset can calm down now. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm going to go work that mute button real quick. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, You know, I didn't know that Jesse had had written this story. So as I'm reading it, my my first thought is, man, it doesn't sound like... uh, it doesn't sound like anybody's getting work done at, at your workplace if if eighty percent of the time is being spent on that. I'm not. That's obviously an exaggeration. I think in general, this is one of those things where you know, you do you. You don't have to. You don't have to like the same thing as everybody else. Uh, you don't have to hate it just because a lot of other people like it though. Um, but everybody has unique taste. You know what I mean? Everybody has completely unique taste. Everybody likes different things, and that's totally fine. It's that's what makes us individuals. So. Uh, so no, I mean, there's there's a difference between not liking something and hating it, though. I, I I can tell you personally, you know, as a musician, I have a ton of respect. As a business person, I have a shit ton of of respect for Taylor. It is uh, what she's been able to to accomplish has been just insane. Um, and and there are yeah, I mean, there are are obviously people who take it way too far, but. If you feel the dislike, that's cool. If you channel it in a way that makes you an asshole, then you're an asshole. It just comes to that, you know? And I think that comes down to forcing it against other people. I mean, choose to pay attention to it or don't. That's completely up to you. Here we go. Our next story is from the AITA subreddit, and it is, am I the asking for arguing with my daughter's dad after he told her about his diagnosis? Oof. Me, female 36, and my daughter's, Leah, 13, dad, male 37, got divorced three years ago. We used to share custody of her, but now that her dad recently got diagnosed with cancer, things are a bit of a mess. He and his family have been busy with his illness, and since Leah hasn't got to stay with him for two weeks now, he and his sister visited days ago. They saw each other, and he requested a private minute with her in the room. I gave them all the privacy they needed, but as soon as I heard commotion, I decided to enter the room. I walked in on them hugging, and both him and Leah were crying. I freaked out because I didn't know why she was crying, but she refused to answer when I asked. She left the room, and I immediately asked her dad what happened. He told me that he just told her about his diagnosis. I was in shock. I asked if he seriously did that, and he looked at me confused. I told him he shouldn't have done that without telling me. He looked even more confused and said that Leah needed to know because he needs her as part of his support to recover and said that he didn't get how and why he was supposed to wait for or consult me. I got mad and told him this wasn't okay. But he lashed back at me saying that he didn't need my permission to tell her since he is her father and since it doesn't concern me. But I disagreed harshly. I told him that he made a huge, huge mistake because of how this can and will affect her mental and emotional health. He responded by saying that I was unreasonable to expect him to hide his diagnosis from her and act like he's okay when he's not. He called me selfish because I know how his health will impact his time with her and he doesn't want her to think he's neglecting her when he's going through rough times. I told him she wouldn't notice, especially since I suggested having her come live with me while he gets treatment, which is what we're doing as of now. He didn't like what I said and tried to walk out, but I told him that we weren't done. 
His sister came in and started arguing with me, then told him to get ready to leave. She chewed me off for about five minutes about how I should stop having expectations of her brother and acting like I have authority or legal connection to him. Then I had her leave because I couldn't take it anymore. We haven't talked since then because his sister has been all over me about it. Am I the ass cannot for arguing with him? Their daughter is 13. Daughter is 13. How are you going to hide this from her? How are you going to protect her from this? And his reasoning of wanting her to know that he wasn't choosing not to spend time with her, there's a reason for this time that they're spending away, is well warranted. And guess what? If something happens during treatment, if he ends up getting sick or if he ends up passing away, he doesn't tell her. It's going to affect her much, much, much more. This is not one of those things, mom, that you can protect her from. When it comes to kids, if you try to protect them from the world, and it's, it's tough, it's tough as parents, you want to protect them from everything forever. I get it. Uh, trust me. I get it. Our kids go from 21 down to two and a half. I get it. You want to protect them from everything under the sun, but you can't. You cannot protect them from people they love dying. You can't pretend like that doesn't exist. You can't pretend like it's not a possibility. And when there's a strong possibility of it happening, and if it's affecting her dad's health and it's a, that's affecting her time with him, and she ends up starting to think that he doesn't love her because he's choosing not to spend time with her, she deserves to know. She deserves to know regardless of all of that. If someone she loves, she's 13, she deserves to know. And you trying to insert yourself into this and say, no, you just screwed up because that's going to affect her. Whoa, no shit. It's going to affect everyone except for you, mom, clearly, because you could give two shits less about what he's going through. Now, your feelings of, of him are, are well known to the entire world now because of how you have handled this. You cannot protect your daughter from this. He is her father. She deserves to know. And if something happens and you had not allowed him to tell her, how would you explain it to her then? Oh, he just randomly passed. I'm sorry. no. Uh, sorry, he, he was sick for a long time and I wouldn't let him tell you. And then she's going to hate you for it. The fact that you tried to keep this away from her period is probably going to end up with, with her hating you at least a little bit. She's going to hold this against you. I don't understand how you can think that keeping this from her is the healthy or right thing to do. You cannot pretend like this doesn't exist. This is real life. And if you try to treat her like this for all things, Real life, when she becomes an independent adult, is going to be a super uber shock to her system. She's not going to know how to function out there in the real world because you've protected her from it. This protecting that you're trying to do is temporary. You're not always going to be there to do it. You're not going to be able to shield her from everything that is, that is bad in this world, everything that could harm her in this world. You can't. You can only pretend like it doesn't exist so that when it does happen to her, it stings that much more. And it's that much harder for her to be able to cope with. Let her experience these things now while she has you there to talk to. While you can guide her through coping with things. While you can show her that it's okay to feel these things. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mad. It's You can be a guide right now. Or you can be lazy and just try to choose not to deal with it. Which is the path that you've taken here. I don't feel like this is you really thinking this is the right thing to do. I feel like this is you being a lazy shit parent and choosing not to deal with it because you don't want to deal with it. God forbid you ever get sick. Would you treat this whole situation differently if it was you? I think you would. I don't truly believe that she thinks this is the right thing. I believe that this is her not wanting to deal with something, which is just a lazy approach to parenting. And it's going to hurt her child in the long run. Okay, so... 
The question here is, am I the Askinach for arguing with my daughter's dad after he told her about his diagnosis? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to say that you're right here. This is a terrible shit thing to do. You did it for selfish reasons, not really for your child's benefit. And if it were you, you would treat this completely differently. 